0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Coronavirus put fire under the feet of Cybercom to accelerate its testing of its prototype cyber training range. The result was a surprise. Joining me with more on this story, Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. So, Scott, review for us Cybercom and its training range in the first place.
0: Right. Well, they have a a training range that they built recently, which is a part of a prototype. And what this is is a persistent cyber training environment. It's an online uh, environment that cyber warriors can tap into. And once they go in there, they can practice really anything. They can practice fighting malware. They can look for cybersecurity holes. They can put anything they want onto this environment. And once it's on there, they can start you know using it as a as a, a training field really to uh, work with those bugs or whatever else viruses that are in there.
1: Sounds like Facebook, (laughs) but no, it's really not. It's something isolated. All right. And tell us about the exercise and why it got accelerated. What did COVID-19 and coronavirus have to do with their testing of this whole environment?
0: This exercise is something that they do from year to year. It's called Cyber Flag, And what it does is it brings together military services, different countries, government agencies all together to, uh, in this case, this year, they were trying to protect a fictional air base. And so not only were they protecting personal identifying information of the airmen that would live on that base but also they were trying to protect the what they call industrial control points or industrial control systems. So that would be maybe your water system, your flight control system, uh, fuel, things like that. They want to make sure that you can't do what we did to Iran with Stuxnet with their uh, nuclear facilities, which is spin uh, spin their centrifuges faster, ruin some of the equipment and things like that. So uh, what what they had to do was obviously COVID nineteen came through, and these uh, soldiers and and other uh, military service members had to be socially distanced while they were trying to use this uh, do this exercise. Well. Usually what they would do was do this in Virginia. Everyone would go into one area. They would move the equipment there. Obviously, they couldn't do that this time. So put a little feet under their fire, as you said in the beginning, to begin this uh, persistent cyber training environment, which is a multi-million dollar environment, like I said, that's based online.
1: Got it. Do they have a contractor that runs this for them, or do they run it themselves? So
0: right now, it's part of what's called the Cyber Trident contract, and that's something that they're going to be awarding next year. So right now, this training environment is a um, is really a prototype that's part of the Cyber Trident. The Cyber Trident is also a billion dollar contract, and it's going to enable. It's going to encompass. That environment, as, lo- as well as services for other cyber training, life cycle management, all that good stuff, acquisition, procurement, optimization of systems to make sure that they keep adding on capabilities to these cyber environments over the years and can really just uh, make something like this happen whenever they want.
1: So, the big difference is, though, they have to do it with virtual presence and not people all gathered in one sock type of facility.
0: Exactly. But that that distributed environment is what they want in the first place, because it's not going to always be that you are on the base that's getting attacked. Right. So, you know, you could be somewhere in Washington and be able to protect someone in New Mexico or a base in New Mexico. And another thing that they could do with this is the five eyes, which are our closest allies, which include Britain and France and uh, Australia, New Zealand. They can also take uh, part in this exercise and we can all work together uh, within the intelligence community as well.
1: And so what happens next?
0: Well, you know, like I said, the cyber Trident is the, is the next part of this. So that uh, they just released the request for proposals on Trident, which is a nearly billion-dollar contract, as I said, uh, on June 11th. They plan on awarding that around this time next year. So uh, keep an eye out for that. They recently had an industry day. Uh, it's going to be a big contract. Raytheon's already uh, expressed an interest within that contract.
1: We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni, and let's talk about the Army. Because there is a lot going on there with respect to how it treats soldiers of color and race relations inside the army.
0: Right. This is a continual issue that's been going on. We saw the Defense Department uh, start to... look into the way that they uh, address race within the military. And now the individual services are starting to do this as well. The air force is doing an independent review of the way that there's racial disparity within their justice system. And now the army is going to do the same thing. In addition to that, they're also going to be removing photos from promotion boards to try and get rid of some of the possibly inherent bias or just uh, completely inherent bias, right? That's uh, within those promotion boards. Finally, they're going to do these listening sessions with civilians and soldiers all across the nation and the world to try and bring a little bit more to light the the really troubles that people of color have to go through within the military. And just one more thing I wanted to mention is those racial disparities within the the justice system, really what they're seeing throughout the military service is that uh, people of color are being investigated more and also being prosecuted more uh, within the Uniform Code of Military Justice.
1: That idea of promotions without pictures, that's kind of a trend in human resources and personnel management circles. Is uh, the advice for hiring managers, both in government and the private sector, to not look at people to try to evaluate them without having a visual impression of them, because then all you do is look at the qualifications and background, and you would not be biased by what they are. I guess my question is you know, there are sometimes. Different nationalities, different backgrounds, tend to produce certain types of names, and so you might be able to derive the person's background from their first name or last name. So it's not a foolproof system.
0: No, definitely not. And you know, I think that's part of what this this independent review is going to be looking into. But you know, if you take the pictures off, you know, obviously, obviously, if your name is you know, say, you know, Mohammed, that's probably from a uh, Arab country, or you're from a, a an Arab background. Um, that uh, may not, obviously gives the things away and, and, as we said, push into an inherent bias again. So, uh, you know, something that they may want to look at in, in future uh, reviews.
1: Who knows? They could take out the names and substitute a control number.
0: Right. And do yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, very possible.
1: You know, resume 3456 or 7890, you know, and then, then put the personal information back in once you've made that determination. Interesting. And one final question. It looks like Space National Guard is part of the National Defense Authorization Act bills as they stand now for 2021. What's going on there?
0: Right. Well, it looks like it's going to be on ice for a little bit longer. The uh, Senate's sort of taking their time with this. And what they want is a report from the Air Force on how this is going to work. They want the specific mission sets that the Space National Guard is going to be doing. And the interesting thing about this is that space really doesn't have any political jurisdiction, but the National Guard does. It goes for each state. Right. So how do you exactly know that uh, Florida needs space uh, intervention? Right. So uh, some of the ways that the experts have talked about this is, well, let's say there's a wildfire in California, right? Well, California would ask its Space National Guard to do the things it needs to do to look at satellites and pinpoint where that fire is. So just one of those things that they really want to just kind of hammer out before they throw money at it, because they're talking about this, maybe costing billions of dollars.
1: All right. Well, that's got to wind its way through a lot of process yet before there's any kind of final NDAA, correct? Exactly. Exactly. Federal News Network Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his stories at FederalNewsNetwork.com.
0: Grab a 30 day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.